Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, you're tuned in to Next Level Leader Podcast. This is Dr. Joseph Warren Walker III, and I'm so grateful to have you connected today. Make no mistake about it. This is the place where we hope to continue to inspire leaders to allow what's inside of you to continue to develop, grow, and ultimately you can become the leader that God has put you on the planet to become. We're going to be honest. This is about leader language. This is for folks who are gunners, people who are high achievers, people who refuse to settle for anything less than excellence. And that's why you are tuned in now. I want to thank all of you for sharing this podcast, whatever platform you are listening. And I want to encourage you to share it with someone else. It's our goal to reach a million people. And boy, we are trending in that direction. I want you to help us. Thank you in advance for all of your support. And if you could share this with at least 10 people while you're listening, Share this with at least 10 people. Tell them to subscribe to Next Level Leader Podcast. It will be a blessing to them. I would appreciate that. Also, follow me on Instagram. That's how we stay connected. Joseph Walker 3. That's Joseph Walker, the number three. Or you can go to my website, josephwalker3.org. Content, many of our books that we've written on leadership can be a tremendous blessing to your life. I'm thankful and grateful for this opportunity to share. And I've got a real important topic to pour into you today. Give me a few moments and I promise you, this one is going to be impactful. How do we manage our public and our private lives? That's the duality that leaders live in. The moment you become a leader, your life changes forever. <laughs> That's what I talk about in my book, Leadership and Loneliness. Leadership changes us forever. Nothing ever remains the same. It's a consequence, what we enjoy in our private life and sometimes we enjoy the anonymity, the more leadership roles you take on, the more demand, uh, as the company grows, as you grow, guess what? Now there's a public persona that has to be managed and reconciled over against the private life. These two things have to work in sync and so that there is no conflict, so that you don't miss an opportunity to represent your brand, to represent all that you're trying to do in an effective way. I want to give you some principles on how to do this because I know for many of you it's a struggle because you want to continue to live like you want to live, do what you want to do without realizing that your public life matters, your perception, your brand, your image, all that. And your private life matters in terms of making certain that you're holding it together in that area as well. I want you to write these things down and perhaps let them be a blessing to you. The first is, remember this, it's very important. And I write this in my book, Leadership and Loneliness, which I want you to get. Go on Amazon and get it because this is where it's coming from. More highs more eyes. Let that sink in. More highs, more eyes. The more you continue to elevate, the more you continue to move forward in the trajectory that you're on, the more attention is going to be focused on you. So now your public life becomes ripe for consumption. People are going to be watching what you wear, what you eat, what you post, what you do. It's interesting, right? I talk about this in the book about Life in the fishbowl and how, where can a goldfish go in a fishbowl and not be seen? 
the public pressure of succeeding, maintaining that level of consistency is strong. And you got to be aware of that, that people are watching you. And for the most part, many of them are watching you and will never tell you they're watching you. They'll watch you in the gym. They'll watch you in the grocery store. They're watching you from a distance and may not ever, ever introduce themselves. And you have to be willing to manage your public life, but also your private life. The higher you go up, right? The higher you go up, more exposure. The private life, you could make a mistake and it just becomes another mistake. But the higher you go up, you make a mistake and it become headlines in the newspaper, right? Because more highs, more eyes. So be very, very careful when you are pursuing next levels. You have to understand what comes with it. There is a responsibility that comes with the next level. So we call this next level leader. Here's the second thing I think that'll be a blessing to you, and it's about boundaries. I talk about this so often, right? Because if I'm going to manage my private life and my public life, I have to create boundaries so that there is no encroachment upon my private time. For example, when a person is a leader like you and, you know, you're spending time with your family and people are encroaching upon that time, trying to still get you to perform in business and do things, or people are out trying to get you to have conversations while you're at dinner with your family, you have to establish boundaries. And I'm with my family or I turn my phone off or I'm disengaged from the public sphere because I'm now in the private space. And one of the things I do as a parent with small children I try to shield my children from the public life that I live because I want them not to know me from my titles, but to know me simply as father, as dad. That's what I want them to know me as. And people call me all kinds of names, bishop and doctor and pastor and all those things. But I want them to call me dad. So I want to insulate them from the public life that I live so that all they will know is me singularly focused on them. That's what... You do that because you have boundaries. You do that because you are very intentional about making certain you don't allow people to infringe upon that time. Very, very important. Boundaries also in the public sphere. Understanding things you can and cannot do. I'll get to that a little later. But boundaries matter. You just can't go out there and be out there and think it's not going to impact the success of your company what you're trying to do. You have to make certain that you maintain certain boundaries. Some things you can't do, you can't say, you can't, you just can't be involved in because it can infect negatively upon what you're trying to accomplish. All right. Here's the third thing. Now let this sink in. Use social media responsibly. Now this is a big one, right? This is, this is running commentary among uh, older folks who often talk about how millennials and younger people post everything. Even criminals end up getting caught by police because they post it, you know, take pictures of the money they've just robbed. And, you know, it's just crazy because we have this tendency to be seen, to floss, to, you know, to really uh, flex on social media when in fact, social media should be a tool for networking, for research, for gaining traction in terms of building a consortium or building a following for monetization or those kinds of things. We use social media sometimes wrong. We oftentimes post emotional state of mind publicly. We end up uh, venting and saying things that are inappropriate, not knowing those things live in that space forever. And you have to be aware of that, right? Because when you are managing your private and public life, you have to be sure that you don't put your private stuff in the public sphere. Some things need to remain private. Some things are between you, your family, that's it. Or you and your corporation or you and your church. 
When you start making those things public, then everybody attaches to it. All of a sudden now, it becomes a story because you made it public. You've got to learn how to use social media effectively. Some people say, that's why I don't use social media. But no, I'm not saying you shouldn't use it. You should. I'm saying use it responsibly. Do not allow yourself to vent on social media. Don't allow yourself to get to that place where you are always using social media to make a point or to speak to somebody indirectly when you can go to them in private, but you're using the public space to do it, right? You cannot be that person. As a leader, we use social media responsibly, right? And stay out those DMs. <laughs> you don't need to be in all those DMs. Get somebody that can manage that for you because you've got to be careful because oftentimes you end up in situations you never should have gotten into in the first place, right? Here's number four. <sighs> don't bleed through the Band-Aid. This is something I, I shared with one of the people that I mentor. And I said to him, I know you've been cut. And this is a metaphor about his pain. I know you've been cut. Put a Band-Aid on it. Let it heal. Don't pick at it. Leave the Band-Aid alone. And then one day, I saw it. And I saw a young boy who was playing and he had a Band-Aid on, but he was bleeding through the Band-Aid and it hit me. Sometimes people can have a Band-Aid on, be in the process of trying to heal. But yet, the anger, the frustration, all of that starts coming out still because you're bleeding even through the Band-Aid. I believe it's important that you allow yourself to clean the wound, to make certain <laughs> that you're absolutely nurturing and taking care of yourself so that you don't become that person that even though you may be in therapy, even though you may be working on this, you're still bleeding through the Band-Aid. Your work is suffering. Your relationships are suffering. Everything's in jeopardy because you don't have a control on your emotions. This is a big thing, guys. So I want you to pay particular attention to how you are bleeding through Band-Aids. Very, very important, all right? Now, I want to spend a little time on this next one because number five is something that I really believe all of us can, can really learn from. Here it is. Now, everyone in your public life can't be in your private life. Everyone in your public life cannot be in your private life. Can you break that down? Yeah, so the different specifications we should have of relationships, friendships, associations, et cetera, colleagues. Sometimes what we do is that we oftentimes bring people in our public space and we bring them because it's a level of comfortability and invite them into our personal space and then all of a sudden that begins to jeopardize our work relationships, the respect we had, et cetera, because everybody cannot handle your private space. Some people see you in the public space as a strong leader. They see you as a person's focused in this, but then when you let your guard down at home in your private space, and they may see your weaknesses, it may cause them to second guess your leadership, or they can be so traumatized by your shortcomings that they refuse to bounce back, right? Can't bounce back from it. This is why you have to understand how to appropriate relationships responsibly, to make certain that you know who remains in the public space and who deserves the right, who's earned the right to be in the private space. You know, I tell the story all the time. I, my uh, mother is always talk about you know, having a porch and uh, there's a kitchen, a dining room, a uh, living room, right? And there's this porch and you're sitting on the porch, right? You're sitting on the porch. There's a screen door from the porch to the house. You're sitting on the porch looking at this large front yard and there are cars driving up and down the street in front of this long gate front yard, right? There you are. And a friend stops at the gate. Now, watch this. Mother will say, now, some people can come into the gate and you can have a conversation because they're in the yard. Some people uh, can come to the porch 
they've earned the right to do that. And you can have a conversation on the porch. Some people can actually come into the house and sit in the living room because they've earned that right. And then there are only a few, I mean, literally a few, who can actually come into the kitchen. There are always that group of folks who you have to go to the fence and say, you ain't coming over here. I'll talk to you through the fence. That's how relationships work. That's how you decide what people fit in your life. Who are the fence people? Who are the front yard people? Who are the porch people? Who are the living room people? And who are the kitchen people? I think you got it now, right? That's why it's important to make sure that all the people in your life are in the right place. Because when you end up not being responsible in this area, you end up disappointing people needlessly. You end up saying things or doing things you wish you wouldn't have said. You can't get it back. So it's incredibly important. And so I want to just encourage you to do that. Now, here's the next thing. Now, watch this. This is important. Image is secondary to integrity. And do you know a part of um, being a leader is about really having integrity? We don't talk much about that, right, in these days because everything is so loose. Everybody's more compasses in such a different place. But integrity, man, doing what you say you were going to do, walking that out in responsible ways, the glory of God, living your life in a way that pleases him, that's integrity. But we're in an image-conscious world. Everybody's focused on image, what you wear, how you smell, what you drive, where you live. It's all about image. And the problem is that when you become a consumptionist of image, you become consumed by that, you live your life trying to impress others through the image that you have, when in fact, the integrity to hold it up is no longer there. It takes integrity. Listen to me. To allow your vision, what you're trying to do as a leader, to be sustained. Not perfection, but integrity. When you can focus on that more so than image, you know, then that's when you begin to realize it is my integrity that gives rise to my image, not my image trying to give rise to my integrity. Because if it is the latter, you and I both have seen some pretty ugly people. You see how this works? So I want you to really focus in and think through and pray through how can you build your integrity? How can you work on the shortcomings in your life, the errors of your life, your private spaces of struggle, and say, I need to build myself up to where my integrity matches the image I am presenting. Man, wouldn't it be amazing if our lives were 50% of what we put out there and tell people that they really are? We have got to realize now more than ever that integrity matters. Character matters. You get it? See how this works? Let's review before I go to my final point. We've talked about what it really means to be in this fishbowl, right? And all eyes are on you. And we said that more highs, more eyes. Being aware that as you elevate in your company, as you elevate in your church, as you elevate in any area, there are going to be more people watching. With social media, people know you that you've never met. You can be in a different city, in the mall. Somebody will watch you from before and say, that's so-and-so, that's so-and-so. You've got to be cognizant of your surroundings and you've got to know that when more eyes are on you, you've got to be more responsible for the people to whom you have been entrusted. The second thing is, and uh, it's important, is that you must maintain proper boundaries, making certain that you don't allow everybody to encroach upon the time you have with your family, the time you have with yourself. Just making certain that you're keeping things in order. I think you got it, right? The third thing, is using social media responsibly. Social media can be a beast, be a blessing or a burden. But if you use it responsibly, it can be a tool that can help you achieve the goals you're trying to achieve much quicker. 
reaching people faster. That's what it really means, right? When I'm truly using social media responsibly, I am literally out here saying, this is a platform, an opportunity that I don't have to put my personal business out here. I don't have to post crazy stuff, post inappropriate stuff, whether it is pictorial or whether it is me speaking it and saying it. I have to make certain that I am being responsible with social media because it will come back and haunt me. Here's the other thing. Stop bleeding through your band-aid. If you're healing, heal. Don't allow yourself to continuously pick at it so that you end up bleeding when you don't have to bleed. A lot of people are still bleeding through their band-aid, man. It's like you're still struggling with something. You're still trying to overcome something. After all of this, yet you're not there. And watch this. Everybody, everybody, I'll say it again, everybody in your public life cannot be in your private life. You've got to be able to make the right decisions. And you've got to remember, relationships matter. And people in your private life should stay in your private life. People in your public life should stay in your public life. Because image is secondary to integrity. When I have image, that's all I got. But if I walk in integrity, that means that I have sustainability. That means that I can continue to go forward. That's what it looks like. Because I'm doing what I said I was going to do. Let me close with this. I hope this is helping you. But I want you to write this down. Number seven, discernment, discretion, decisions. Big, right? The ability to discern specifically what or who you're supposed to be with or how it's supposed to happen. Discernment matters. Not only discernment, but discretion. Learning how to keep your mouth closed. <laughs> Learning you can't share your secrets. Learning how to make sure you're measured in what you say and how you say it. And then decisions. Decisions as it relates to making certain you know decisions affect outcomes. So when I am properly discerning, I use discretion, I end up making better decisions. This is how you manage public and private. The decisions you make. The decisions matter. What you say yes to in the public space, you are simultaneously saying no to something in the private space. You've got to make a decision, but you've got to discern what's the best thing for you and your family. I hope that helped you. Listen, I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. This podcast is designed to help you become the leader God wants you to become. Simply, I want you to follow me, Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram, and I want you to share this podcast on your social media platforms with at least 10 people. Help us to reach that 1 million goal of people who have subscribed free to Next Level Leader Podcast. I thank you. I am so appreciative that you have tuned in today, and I hope you stay with us as we continue to bring inspiration, motivation into your life. Remember something. Listen to me. There's nothing wrong with the public life as long as it's managed properly. Nothing wrong with the private life as long as you're living your best life, but also living it responsibly. And the two of these should grow together. When there's continuity between who you are and what you do, it is a powerful, powerful thing. I want to thank you. Tune on in to Next Level Leader Podcast. I'm Dr. Joseph Walker III. You be blessed.
Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I look forward to connecting with you.